0: The American Dream isn't just my story, it isn't just your story, it's our story. It's a story of human struggle, standing up and striving for more. Our story has been told for over 200 years with small steps and giant leaps. From a woman on a bus to a man with a dream, from the bravery of the greatest generation to the innovators and entrepreneurs of today, this is our story. This is our America. This is the America we know because we built it.
1: That was Mia Love eight years ago in Tampa, Florida, speaking uh, during the Republican convention. I was very uh, lucky to be there. Uh, I was able to, to hear that speech and see it delivered live uh, uh, and admired uh, the, the, the way she delivered that, uh, the, the strength in her voice and the power of her words. And she joins me now. Uh, Representative Mia Love, how are you, ma'am?
0: Highly, it seems like forever ago, right?
1: <laughs> That's what I was going to ask. Does, does it seem like a long, long time ago, or is it just a blink of an eye?
0: It just it, it does seem like things have moved so quickly lately and so drastically that it just it does seem like a lifetime ago. Um, it's it, it's odd to me that it only happened eight years ago, but I have to say that even listening to that brings some tears to my eyes because. I remember how incredibly nervous I was and how I felt like there was this weight on my shoulders um, to represent Utah well and represent our country well. Um, and I was worried from any, everything, about everything from, you know, hair out of place to heels, <laughs> you know, sinking in on the stage. And then I just remember I felt an absolute calm. And, and I remember saying in my head, okay, let's do this you've got a message to to deliver and i did it completely from my heart just i mean everything went away teleprompter went away words went away i mean it just was something that i felt so very strongly about and i still feel those same the same way today about our country.
1: Is that the key? Is that the key to a successful convention speech, uh, doing so from the heart, doing so earnestly, uh, setting aside any of the coaching you may have received ahead of time or all the uh, where, where the speech writers weigh in and they tell you, oh, you, you really ought to emphasize this word and give this dramatic pause here. Does it really boil down to, to what comes from uh, your own mind and your own heart?
0: It's a really interesting story because we actually had, um, Boyd Matheson helped me write that speech. And he says, I want to make sure that it, these are your words and it comes from your heart. And he, right before I went on stage, he, uh, he said, so, you know, what Neil Armstrong said, but do you remember the second thing he said? And I said, I don't, nobody talks about the second thing he said. Um, you know, everybody remembers one um, giant leap, one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. And yeah. he said, the next thing he said was just like drill, and I said, well, what do you mean by that? He's like, you've done it. He's like, all I need you to do is go out and deliver it with the most sincerity and and um, deliver it from your heart. And then I went out. But I that wasn't the speech that I was supposed to deliver. The speech I was supposed to deliver was at least a minute. Um, well, uh, they had to cut it down to about – they only wanted to give me uh, – I think it was like three minutes. I had like a, um, a four-minute speech, and I was trying to figure out how to cut it down and – um, it it just happened that Rick Santorum came into the room mm. while I was practicing the speech, and then they told me, and then this guy, and then Boyd said, "Just tell the speech the way you you've actually done it." And um, I went and recited the speech. Rick was much more important than I was, so they left. the The person that was keeping up the time left, uh-huh. and so I just delivered the speech as from my heart. Um, and they said, he said to me, "Well, if you deliver it." half as good, no one's going to cut off your mic. So just take as much time as you want. Uh, and true. so it it actually was a completely different speech. Um, and it wasn't until, you know, somebody more important than me came into the room that all of a sudden everyone forgot about me except the person that was there. And he's like, I promise you, no one's going to cut off your mic. Just mm. do what you need to do. So was, well, I- it was a... It, interesting.
1: Based on your experience and your knowledge over the past eight years, as you saw the the presentations last night during night one of the convention, uh, what impressions were you left with?
0: Uh, Well, you know, I was actually pretty pleased. Um, You know, there was a lot of doom and gloom. There's a lot of blame going around. There's a lot of Congress not doing anything. Um, there's a lot of there are a lot of people that are really tired of the negative message. And I have to tell you, the person that struck me the most is my friend um, and former colleague that I keep in touch with on a weekly basis, basis and that's Senator Tim Scott. And it resonated to me because, you know, he's people think about the american dream and they think about this vision of getting rich or they think about having these things and for my family and a lot of families in america especially and his and his family it was as simple as another generation learning how to read he talked about from from cotton to congress
1: such an you know, amazing and, line and in one lifetime it was
0: it, it was amazing because you can relate to that and i think most families can relate to that look we're not looking for for golden and riches what we 're looking for is a chance to become as extraordinary as possible and I am so grateful that we have people like Tim Scott there still and we we have people that follow a platform and a principle that we know as a party we're not going to we 're not going to lose our hearts and so i it was really um, I was really impressed and and struck by that speech, and it touched me even though i wasn 't there and it was remote, but it still struck a chord with me.
1: Yeah, you, you'll appreciate this. I was uh, I was out jogging last night when I listened to uh, to Tim Scott's remarks, and I, I know it's hard to uh, it's hard for the the spoken word to be a real motivator when you're exercising. Uh, but as yeah, I was yeah. jogging along last night, uh, and he was going through uh, his own accomplishments, uh, his own worldview, and then the history of his own family, uh, I, I felt a little bit of, a little bit of motivation there. It was an impressive uh, an impressive yeah. delivery. Uh, yeah, b- you know,
0: and that's. That's what that's what a speech like that should do. It, you know, when you're communicating, well, it, it's not speaking at people, and there's a lot of speaking at people these days. Um, you can't turn on the TV and watch an NBA game or watch a commercial and not see um, all of the things that are wrong with the country. Um, it's really nice for him to say, look, we've come a long way. We're not where we were in the 1900s. We're not where we were in the 1800s. Yes, we've got some things to work on, but you know what? We can work on those things together. Think. Let's talk about the accomplishments that we have made and the things that we can do. He talked about police reform, where people would rather turn their backs and allow perfect to be the enemy of a really good win. They prefer the issue versus the solution. And I can't tell you how many times I actually saw that. And the only people that lose in that situation, the doom and gloom, the blame game, are the American people. Yeah. So I hope we see a lot more of that um i I was i was i was impressed i was really i was really happy with what i saw and i think that he was probably for me one of the one of the better speeches out there
1: one last question before you go. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday evening, amongst the various speakers to deliver remarks at the convention, uh, Burgess Owens, Utah's Burgess Owens, who's competing right now to occupy Utah's fourth congressional district seat, uh, he'll be speaking, uh, presuming he hasn't yet pr- recorded his his delivery. Uh, what advice would you give him ahead of that?
0: I would say, first of all, don't record it. <laughs> Hopefully it's done live. I I think that there's a lack of connection when you're, when you haven't recorded and you're reading off of a teleprompter. The other thing I would say is that when you're speaking truth and you're speaking from your heart, um, people will, people will connect with that. Um, You know, I think Burgess, I'm really looking forward to it. And he's got a unique story to tell. And I am, I'm looking for him to, make Utah proud to just speak from the heart. And that's all that's all we want is somebody who is willing to get out and get things done for Utah and for the American people. So
1: Mia love. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for the expertise and the experience you bring to this conversation. I'm a great admirer of yours and grateful for your time.
0: Same here, Lee. I admire you also. And I ran this morning in the heat. So
1: Oh, very good. Good for you. That's the way. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. When we return, two things. I want you to hear some of what Tim Scott had to say. I have uh, some clips where he talks about his family, he talks about his own background, and he talks about the future. I want you to hear all of that. I also want to hear from you. So let me throw out the phone number. It's 801-575-TALK. 801-575-8255. Did you have an opportunity to hear from the Republicans last night as they delivered their night one addresses? If so, and if you have some thoughts, I want to hear from you. So please call. Let's chat. 801-575-8255. Tim Scott and your calls next on Live Mike.